And guess what? What? Soundboard is back, baby. Soundboard is back. Welcome to the TFW Podcast, episode 47. I didn't do the intro until the outro last podcast. So I'm going to get it right this time. I am your host, Matt. I'm joined by the usual suspects. Ishan is on the road doing the big right now, but he is still here. Rhodesia is here as well. As I said, it is episode 47. I do want to shout out everyone uh, that listens to the podcast. Appreciate you guys' love, interaction on Twitter. I asked you guys to uh, leave us some five-star reviews on the last podcast, and I'll be damned you guys did it for us. Thank you for that. Spotify now has reviews. We were sitting, I think, at zero for like the last seven months. And we are not at zero anymore. We got a couple more on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. So and we appreciate the love. But as you guys know, I always try to shout you guys out. Anybody has ever interacted with us via YouTube, via Twitter, uh, of course, that listen to the podcast. We appreciate you guys. Love you guys for sure. Let's get right to it. Uh, where do you guys want to start? Because I am an open book today. I kind of just... Wherever y'all want to go is where we'll, where we'll go. We're on the road to SummerSlam. Think we should start there? Hey, first, I want to start out and talk about... I, I want to talk about my support system. My good friends, Matt Rhodesia. I told you I, I need to get in better health. I was going on a big day 10-pound challenge. And I needed some accountability, accountability buddies. And you guys well, haven't so asked me about my diet... And he's 10 pounds in two, three weeks. Oh, see, this, this is support staff. I want to, well, I'm first off, you mentioned it last week. He said it's only two, been two one week. Ago. It's he only don't been even one know week. when he started. It was go. two shows ago. No, one it's week two ago. Two shows ago, which means <laughs> one, one week ago. You so don't even know what your own stupid ass challenge is. That is <laughs> insane. And you want us to care. All right, man. Tell us about tell us about your I'm little, I'm trying to get littler challenge. No. Where you at? No. So he said, no. he said uh, no. we're not privileged yeah. to it. So um, I got to change the parameters of this thing because um, I actually thought about it. Uh, 175 or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but I was actually like 168. <laughs> I could have told you that, yeah. sir. And uh, so I got down to 163, right? So in, in a week, that's scary. Yeah. So, you know, so, so Big Daddy wasn't overweight. I just out of shape. Right, so now I'm on a Big Daddy get in shape diet. So I'm gonna reformat this thing. We're gonna bring it back, and we're gonna get right for the you know rest of the year. So I just want to get updates to you know my real f- friends and family of the podcast. I was concerned about my physical health, but we get it. You see, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I got to deal with. This is what I got to deal with. Oh, nuts! Well, congrats, I love you, man. Congrats, you're not as as big as you thought you were. Because, hey, I, I was getting some cakes, man. I ain't talking about hostess. You know, so I was getting some cakes. What does that and mean? I like, you know, I was, I was dragging some wagon, you understand? And uh, oh, I needed gosh. to get that in, in the, under control, so. So somebody that calls themselves Big Daddy is talking about now they was getting ass? And talking yeah, about their own hey, ass? Hey, somebody called me Big Daddy the other day. Somebody oh, called no, me no, Thick Daddy the other day. Yeah, no, probably the same person. So. Probably the same person that gave you the nickname of Big Daddy. Probably so. <laughs> this is a wrestling on. podcast, right? Let's go. Let's go. 
<laughs> Let's move on. You are incriminating yourself every single time you speak. <laughs> so Renita says she wants to talk about SummerSlam. I have not seen... Uh, I know there was like a rumor card that was out there a week ago or so. I tried not to like have everything spoiled for me. So I still haven't seen what these matches are. I'm going, I'm going to assume just by watching Raw and SmackDown, we can probably figure out what these rumored matches are. Which one of you have seen it or, or has it in front of you so we can talk about it? So I got it up here. Yes, I sent it uh, an article to Matt, I want to say a couple weeks ago. Like, look, look, my, my time, I, ha- I, have no, I have no concept for time, so I don't know when I sent you this article. It's like I didn't know it was two weeks or one week for the Big Daddy Challenge. But, um... <laughs> But here's the thing, as as fans, I get it. You know, Matt didn't want to spoil this stuff. But, like, this is stuff we can kind of assume as we're watching the show. And it's just rumors, right? It's just kind of cool to speculate and talk about. But as we're starting to watch these shows and things are unveiling, it seems like these might be pretty accurate. Or they might be good guesstimates. Um, but we got the main event for SummerSlam. Now, this is rumor at the, as of this point, right? We don't know. And this is just speculation. Um, but we got the Universal... Undisputed champion Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. All right now, it looks no like sunrise there. That looks like that might be happening as what we're seeing. We're definitely getting this next match. We got Cody Rose versus Brock Lesnar. All right, right. Kind of seems like that might have been a, a no brainer. Now mm-hmm. here's the one that we talked about a couple weeks ago: um, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Um, reports are indicating that Rousey's finishing up. WWE and this is the match that she wants to have on her way out. Uh, so we're see um, another one, another championship match: Intercontinental Championship Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Look like that's the path they're going down. Yeah, uh, another match that looked like we're, we're heading to is Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Okay, and boy, did yep. Logan Paul give him some verbal joust uh, on Raw. Uh, we got the WWE Women's Championship, Asuka. Now, this is one we'll have to see, right? It might right. be accurate. But this is Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. So we got a hmm. triple threat that makes for sense. the Women's Championship, right? Yeah. Okay. Kinda, they're, they're, both, they're all in the mix, so it kind of does yep. make sense. So yep. something's going to have to happen funky this week on SmackDown. because oh, It's been, it's been yeah, funky. Yeah, for it to be a triple threat. Man, it's, it's, there's a song that was going in my head. You said that. It was like, they went, funk yeah. Calls right by in my booming system. We, I'm saying, I think I'm saying it wrong. You know what, you know what I'm talking about, Matt? You, See, you I was talking about, the, about. The, the hustle. I thought, no, I thought you were talking about everybody clapping your hands. That, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, yeah. No, I think it was LL Cool J. Yeah, yeah. Pop your hands. All right. Oh, man. He's actually coming to a uh, concert, too. Hey. Shout out to LL still hitting the, yeah, still hitting the, the road. And uh, last so, rumored match, last rumored okay. match, we got Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. Oh, cool. All right. So then sense. everything that is rumored, we've kind of seen it started to play out on TV mm-hmm. over the last week, week and a half. All right. So mm-hmm. we know Roman and Jay, we kind of, we talked about that already last pod. The, the triple threat women's match. What's y'all thoughts on that? I guess that's it's a that's a simple way to protect Asuka so she doesn't have to lose the title yet. And the end, that would make sense because something happened where Bianca loses this Friday and due to not Charlotte's by, interference. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So now the move is a triple threat. I could see that. 
I'm, but real quick, I'm not sure. Does Rhea have a match? I know they were again had that issue last night with Raquel. And three. I was surprised. No, they're going back to it. So when Raquel and Liv won the titles, I'm like, all right, well that doesn't make sense now for Mm -hmm. that match at SummerSlam. They went right back to it. So it looks like we are going to get Raquel and Rhea at SummerSlam. Yep. Which man, all those matches you named, those are some pretty damn good matches. There's not one match on there that. I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't care too much to see that. They're all, those are some pretty mm-hmm. damn good matches. What was, what was the, the third match you said? Oh, let me pull it back up here. Did you, you have Roman the, J? You had, you had Gunther, uh, Drew. You had Roman Cody J, and Cody and Brock, uh, Ronda and Shayna, okay. Gunther, One, Drew, two. Paul okay. versus Ricochet, Triple Threat, Okay. Um, Rhea, Raquel, and then Trish and Becky. So then we know at least two of those matches are going to have some type of stipulation. I think we get some type of stipulation with Ronda. And, yeah. Loser uh, yeah. leaves town. I was thinking about that. Maybe this place isn't big enough for both of us. Or maybe they do something like the Lions Den match or the fight pit that NXT did. I think we've seen it once on the main roster with Seth and Riddle. So that would be kind of cool to see that. So that's going to be a stipulation. Well, we'll have another stipulation, too. With Cody and Brock? With Cody and Brock. and The rubber band. match? <laughs> the rubber band match. <laughs> Rhodesia was like, oh, that's pretty cool. What kind of match is that? I think it was like a rubber strap. And so then I'm like, um, I saw your Twitter little comment, like, when everybody keep you thinking this is a stipulation, I'm like, uh, let me try to look on Wikipedia real quick. To For see anyone that does not know what a rubber match is, <laughs> okay, that, that is used in all the sports. And that is the final match or the final um, connection of what if teams, boxing, whatever it is. Typically, it's one and one. So somebody won the first one, other team or person won the second one. Now you got the rubber match, which is the third one. It's kind of a blow off. So, but again, that, that doesn't even make any logical sense. Okay, so rubber, like rubber and three, doesn't even go together. But whatever. Like I said I was ignorant yesterday, but then I went on the internet and trust the old you, Google. You did your Google? Gave me. Yes, sure you. did. You sure yeah, did. Proud I'm so of proud of you for that. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So, Thank I mean, you. from what we see, and that's everything that was rumored, to your point, we know we're getting Rhea and somebody. Um, we got to get... What else? What else is missing? That we know, like, just watching the last week and a half of TV, we should be getting... KO and Sammy's got to be on SummerSlam. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but see, there's some... The only who? people I would... Don't, see, I would have thought uh, Imperium, but there was some dissension in Imperium. So but we've seen that we've seen that match too, though. Already. But you know, we don't have, we have Judgment seen it Day. Already. We don't have Judgment Day with a match yet. So, and they were heavily featured on Raw, so they're definitely sure kind of getting a, a push, right? That fashion yeah. guys in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so the good thing is, we look like we got another hell of a PLE coming up because mm-hmm. those six or seven matches look great, and I'm sure they'll add. You know, they're going to have to add a, at least one or two more matches. To that oh. show. Oh, yeah. And true. they're about to have, what, the 13th straight super strong PLE since Triple H is taking over creative. Maybe we'll talk next week, too. Uh, this is the, the one-year anniversary of Triple wow. H taking over head of creative already. Time so flies maybe, by when you're having yep. fun. I'll tell you that much. Damn right. So maybe we'll talk next week about uh, kind of, hey, what do we think the biggest adjustments have been? Anything we want to see more from WWE, that could be a good topic for next week. One thing I did want to bring up, I'm sure you guys saw it too. 
yesterday, or could have been today, news broke that Bray Wyatt still was not cleared to return. So thoughts and prayers to Bray if he's got, who knows, whatever it is, it's got to be pretty, pretty big. If it's mental or if it's physical, for him still not to be cleared to return, hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. If he wants to return, I'm assuming he does. So that was something I was like, wow, okay. Uh, but then uh, Undertaker came out and had an interview, and he talked about uh, he would like to see Bray Wyatt go back to the original character. He said they need to bring back Bray's character to the original character. Get away from, they've kind of got themselves booked into a situation where it's kind of difficult for him to have matches. I think the original Wyatt family Bray, that's the money. Now Bray did say after Brody died that that Wyatt family gimmick is gone forever because if Brody's not here, he can't do it. Hmm. Be interesting to see if they try to go back to that. I think take your spot on with this one. We know how lackluster the fiend run was, especially when you talk about the matches, you can't beat them. Nobody was better off after feuding with them than before. And that's so unfortunate. That, that yeah, part is. is so unfortunate because well, I absolutely loved I loved The Fiend. Loved it. Loved it. It was like a, another version of the demon for me. And I loved it. But when you go back and look at it, like you said, no one came out ahead after that. No one was progressed after that. When you're squashing everybody, it's kind of, it's, you, you can't beat them. Because mm-hmm. he can't, he, you know what I mean? You can't beat them. So that's where that comes from. And then whatever the original plan was for this run of Bray fell flat. And that was before he had to leave, before Mania. Months ago, we talked it, about it on the felt, pod that, that to you. Hey, I didn't think it was that. I wasn't that critical on it. I actually liked it. No, it, it, the interest was great and all that. Mm-hmm. And the story they were trying to tell with Uncle Howdy was cool until it wasn't. And then we had the, you know, blackout match or whatever it was called, the Mountain Dew match at yeah. Royal Rumble. Pitch Black, yep. That did nothing for LA Knight. Mm-hmm. Of course, it did nothing for Bray. And then that's it. So that, whatever that character was also didn't really help. I would love to see him go back to the original Bray Wyatt character. And if you need to bring the fiend back or whatever that was going to be on his last run for special attractions to your point, where he's like um, the demon Finn Balor comes out, you know, once a year or once every couple years. Cool. Mm-hmm. That works. But hopefully they figure something out and hopefully we see him soon. Cause he is missed on WWE TV. And that's pretty much how I feel, too, about that. You know, whenever he's able to get back, I want him back. I'll take him as a fiend. I'll take him as the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt. I hope that if he was truly adamant about not bringing back the Wyatt family because of Brody, then I would hope they can honor it. But at the end of the day, you sometimes you just got to take care of business. So, But I, I, I'm here for whatever version of Bray Wyatt that comes back. Who, do we, see ba- come back. Who do we see back first, Bray Wyatt or Randy Orton? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I know just, what's wrong know. with 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 Bray, either of them. Right? Well, no, Ra- Randy Orton has a back problem. Yeah, so. he has a back problem. I don't know what's wrong with Bray. I mean, he's had an undisclosed injury. I think before he left the company, the first time he left the company. So, I mean, you know, I hope he's well. Um, but yeah, I'm really intrigued with uh, with the original um, conversation about the Bray. Um, I, I love, I like the theme. I like I even like the the Funhouse Bray. I thought that I like Funhouse okay. too. Yeah, um, I like the whole thing, but I, I do understand that at the end of the day, that character was led to the Fiend character, which is unbeatable. It's kind of 
he's kind of was an unbeatable monster beast. And mm-hmm. I agree um, with you guys. I think that I would love to see the original break. I thought there was so much meat on the bone left from that character. Um, I'm not sure why that character didn't get pushed to the moon at the time. Uh, enjoyed him. I enjoyed the fiend. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure Bray doesn't want to copy Mick Foley completely with the he had, he had the three faces of uh, of Foley or whatever it was. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I would love that this all be a mental psycho break for him for Bray, and he has these multiple personalities, and they come out in different times and different feuds, etc. I thought that'd be really cool. Um, I wasn't as down on whatever Bray Wyatt character he came back as just recently, uh, much like Rhodesia. Um, you know, it was, it was getting weird, you know, but hopefully I was thinking that maybe they can creatively transition the character to something else. We can kind of see what the Uncle Howdy character was going to bring, what it was going to do. Um, so I was open for that, but I, I certainly would be um, open for the original Bray character coming back in, the multiple personalities coming out when need be. You mentioned the multiple personalities, and unfortunately, I was that happened in wrestling right before I became a, like a fan and watched it. Keep in mind, too, I also didn't have cable when I was younger, so I only got to see SmackDown on UPN, the United. What was it? We used to be called United, Plant- <laughs> United Plantation Network. Oh shit! I probably shouldn't say that because we have other people listening on the show. Shit, we Real talk. We can say it. Real talk. Now, that, that, that channel was for us. Sure was. Sure. So I only got to see on SmackDown. That's the reason why I started watching when I watched it because it came on SmackDown. Um, I digress, but we talk about you know different gimmicks and y'all see what K Nash did again to kind of segue to he doubled down on LA Knight again, talking about not I, being original and all this. Like, what y'all thoughts on that? I don't know why Nash got the the haterate button, <laughs> whatever. I don't. So let me pull this up real quick because I saw it earlier today. And, of course, I put my tweet out about it. So he says, uh, here it is. It says here, in a follow-up podcast, Nash continues to criticize Knight. So if you guys don't know by some chance, last week on his podcast, he basically came out and said that uh, L.A. Knight is nothing more than just a rock and stone cold ripoff. Okay? So I guess he doubled down on it today. He said there's so many people who agree that L.A. Knight is doing the rock, Steve Austin. I mean, the guy's been in the business for, like, 10 years. Why didn't he get over anywhere else? Mm. If you're not over in three years, it's probably just not going to happen. I was like, okay, this is a rib, right? And then it's not. It's just what the character is. So I get hot and I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? But they, which they is the fans on social media, said I buried the guy. I didn't say he couldn't work. I never seen him in the ring. I just said the character wasn't very original. I'm not going to apologize. I think it's a blatant ripoff, but I didn't mean any harm. But he hadn't seen him in the ring. Okay. I'll be quiet on that part because, again, he is he's a founding father of this thing we call wrestling, so I'm not going to bash him. Who man, is? Nash. I'm just saying he's... he's hell, he is. He's, okay, what I'm saying a is founding he father. Is, I'm not going to say founding father. <laughs> I was going to say, what the hell are you came, talking about? A he founding came, father? He came as... He helped... <laughs> Um, pave the road for people after him. So we have to give props to to the OGs. Every we wrestler. have to, and that is That's true. Every wrestler. That's true. But what I'm saying is, you can't sit up here and have such a, a poignant, such a powerful um, feeling about him. May, let it be known, and you haven't even watched him wrestle. <laughs> like, dude, shut up. He don't care. My about man said. 
His in-ring work. You, you seen him wrestle? He don't care about that in-ring work. My man <laughs> said you ain't got over in three years. It's probably not going to happen for you. Three years? Hey, hey, Kev, hey Kevin Nash. Yeah. We said it last week, man. You're a fellow Detroit guy. We love you. I told you last week to shut the fuck up forever. Oh. You didn't listen. You put the other foot in your mouth. I remember. <laughs> this is capital E, capital Y, capital E. I remember I. Benny Vegas from WCW. Who? Trash. Trash. Who is that? Benny Vegas is one of his characters. <laughs> hey, 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 what you do? You, you need to go back further back than that. Let's talk about Oz. <laughs> I remember Oz. <laughs> Trash. He comes to WWF, becomes Diesel, then he gets over. Maybe that's let's what he not, meant. Maybe he meant not, three but, years no, in WWE. Let's, not play, no, let's not play that game. And... L.A. Knight was over. L.A. Knight damn near had gold in every promotion he was in. So let's not say that either. I don't know where he's coming from with this. When I, I said it last week. Maybe it's just for content. It got to be. At the end, he kind of you know said like, hey, I haven't seen him. No, you know, no disrespect, but it's not original. But to say like, if you ain't get over in three years, then it's not going to happen. Um, Stone Cold as the ringmaster. It wasn't mm. three years, but... That didn't work out. Rocky Maivia mm. didn't work out. Mm. Hulk Hogan before he became Hulk Hogan didn't work out. Do we want to go to Mean Mark? Callaway before you mean? he was Undertaker. Okay, yeah. Do we want okay. to go to Dr. Isom Yankum DDS before he became Kane? Like ah. everybody down the line has not worked out until they have worked out. Mm-hmm. So I just thought What's that was you? interesting when you said, like, you know, I'm just trying to draw parallels here about the three faces of mankind or McFoley. And, like, again, everybody takes something from everybody. That's just how it is. And then for you to double down that and then now what you just said, that he didn't even watch one of his wrestling matches, like, come on, dude. Like, you burying your own company you helped build. So maybe how about that? He was a builder. I don't want to call him a founding father because that you is such that. a yeah. That he that is definitely like, not. That is definitely not what I wanted to say. Yeah. Big price. <laughs> but did you, you did you think wrestling started at the like apex of NWO or something? Like yeah. a little what bit. Like was that ninety seven? Hey, was that ninety seven? Nineteen ninety seven. Heard it though, right? Ever heard it though? Hey, you know, like hey, hey, Kevin Nash is wrong, right? And he know he wrong. Hey, but you know, yeah. I respect that he got ten toes down, right? He's standing on it. He, he <laughs> sure did. <laughs> he doubled down. Like, yeah, ten toes down. I respect. <laughs> hey, brother, respect, man. Hey, you know what's funny? If we think that's bad, wait till what he tells us next week. <laughs> he, he gonna say something more outlandish than this yeah. next week. He's got to keep yeah. this going. Yeah. It was something I was about to ask you guys. Oh, did you see Rodiz? I know you didn't see it because you didn't say anything about it. E, did you see the uh, three minute video of LA Knight interaction with Hit Row? From SmackDown, I didn't it, it didn't air, so I don't know. It of must look like it happened air. during the commercial. Hit Row was in it. It's not going to air. Ooh, <laughs> touche. Uh, they got like I think two or three million views already on social media from it. Wait, is it from the past? Was it recent? No, it was, it was from it's from this past SmackDown. Yep, from this past. Okay, actually, I, I think this is the second time they've done something with them. I did see something a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Check maybe. it out. Go. Yep, go go check it out. It's on WWE's Twitter. I don't think it's on their YouTube. I tried to find it on their YouTube. But I couldn't find it. When I saw it on Sunday, it was up to like 2.2 million views, I think it was. Um, LA Knight's hot, man. Like, Hey, can I, can I ask you a question? I think I meant, I meant to ask you guys last week. But where is he? Where's LA Where's Knight? Who? Where's LA Knight? 
Well, I mean? am hoping that we get. Did we I see him already. last week? Uh, we yeah, we saw him last week. We didn't see him this past week. This past I'm hoping week, that right? this, this, this yeah, this is leading to him and Austin Theory at at SummerSlam. Hmm. He's white hot, white mm-hmm. hot, and I want to wait to have a discussion on how hot he is in a couple of weeks. If you guys remember, about a month ago, I came on here and asked you guys, "Is LA Knight really over?" Remember, I'm like, hey, because mm-hmm. we haven't really seen a lot of matches on him. Is he really over? You guys both said, yep, he's getting reaction. Now his reactions are two times as strong as it was when we had that conversation. In a couple of weeks, when we see what he's doing at SummerSlam, because they have to use him at SummerSlam, let's have a discussion on where he is in regards to the hottest wrestlers. I think you can make an argument. He is the hottest wrestler on WWE TV right now. He up there. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, topic, topic question that I sent to you guys. I thought would be a, a fun conversation. Don't know you guys' answers. We haven't talked about it, but, um, we got a lot to be happy for with wrestling right now. We also got some things that we probably don't like either. So topic, what do you love about pro wrestling right now? And what do you hate about pro wrestling right now? Let's take a course to love first. Radisha, what do you love about pro wrestling? Currently. Hmm. Outside of the fact that there's just so much, and I'm going to say good, good wrestling out there to watch. I look at it like no matter what type of wrestling you're into, there is a show for you. So whether it's an AEW Dynamite Collision or whether it's WWE SmackDown Raw or even Impact. I mean, there's just so much great wrestling out there. And there's some not good wrestling, but there's a lot of good wrestling out there. So whatever cup of tea that you like to drink, there's something out there for you. And it's probably a weekly episodic show out there for you. That's what I love about wrestling. Okay. I'm, I'm on the same side with, with, um, with Rhodesia. Um, I love the, in the past, I've loved the variety of wrestling. Like I said, back in the day, like if you go back into the eighties and even the early nineties of wrestling, there was so much variety of wrestling. It was so many, great promotions that were running at the same time. Of course, WWF was always the big dog, but you had these really well-run promotions and uh, even territories. I think they were dying out at the time, but you had these places where you could see these guys work and they're doing phenomenal work. And it was different all across the board. You, you would watch GWF and it was different than USW world class, different than AWA. And of course it was different than AWA. And it just was great to have all this cool wrestling I mean, and we're getting back to that because we got to a certain point in time when WCW folded. Um, we had TNA kind of creep back up, but it WWE had just turned like a monopoly. And so, mm-hmm. you if you were a wrestling fan, mostly of what you're going to watch is going to be WWF or WWE. Right now, we have that variety back. We got AEW. Um, we got two different versions of AEW almost, right? right? We got, <laughs> yep. you know, it was like Raw, it. we yeah. got SmackDown, and I know we kind of, it's the the brand, the brand split is loosey-goosey, but for the most part, you can turn those shows on and see a different cast of characters on a, mm-hmm. on a weekly basis, right? Um, then you have, you have Impact, you got, you know, um, all kinds of different wrestling you can kind of tune in. I, I love that. And, this, and as Rhodesia said, most of it is very, very good. So I love that. For any of our listeners that watch AEW, leave me a, a message on Twitter at that's FNW. I saw some debate conversation uh, a few days ago about Collision does not feel different than Dynamite. 
And I just feel like that's impossible to feel that way if you're actually watching this show. But if anybody feels that way, please leave us a message so we can talk about it either on Twitter or on the podcast if that's how you feel. Because I would love to know your guys' thoughts on if it truly does feel different to you or if it doesn't. Because to me, it feels completely different. We talked about that last week. Uh, I, yeah, I love both of your guys' answers. For me, it's just how fun wrestling is right now. Wrestling is, is super fun. And a lot of times we can allow the negativity of either social media or other wrestling fans to maybe blind us or leave a bad taste in our mouths on what we're watching. Yeah. You know, either by happenstance or, or, or what. But damn, it's, it's, it's fun right now to be a wrestling fan. And typically, whatever that main promotion is, how they go is how the rest of everything else goes. Outside of what AEW was doing a couple years ago, AEW was on fire. They could not do anything wrong. Right. Week in and week out for Dynamite. Best show to me on TV by far was, was Dynamite a couple years ago. But now that WWE is back, clicking really almost on all cylinders, it's just fun. It's fun to watch WWE now. It's fun to not have to have our intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, taken for granted every single week. because all either, the time. Because either one, we're seeing numerous rematches, and we're not talking about the rematches that just happened, or we're seeing ridiculous angles that it's just like, I would be ashamed to tell somebody to watch this who's not a wrestling fan. We haven't had mm-hmm. that in over a year. And then you look at AEW, E, to your point, with Collision now starting, we have so much fantastic, entertaining, high-quality wrestling to watch. You know, the independents are always there. If you ever want to go and just watch and have a good time. You can find a, a local independent in your area, hopefully. Go to a show, and you will be entertained. But to see the high quality that we get on TV every single week, it's just it's fantastic. So that's probably, for me, uh, what I love right now most about pro wrestling, just how fun, it's fun. and good okay. wrestling is. It's fun. Okay. It's, it's just yeah. it's, it's fun. Um, so what about the other side? What do you guys hate right now about pro wrestling? Okay, so besides the fact that there is the internet wrestling community that just be so finicky and all that, right? Well, I had that down and I had another one down because that's not... Okay, yeah, Because if I stayed, right, off, right. If I stayed right. off social media, then I wouldn't see that. Right, right. And, and, and that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to just be more specific to actual pro wrestling to the question that you asked mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I dislike so very much the unnecessary dangerous spots. Like I'm a, sp- y'all know I'm a spot girl. I love the fast, fast move, move, move. But there are just some dangerous spots that why? Why are we still doing this? And why are we doing this every single week? Like so, to me right now, that is what I dislike about the wrestling of pro wrestling is these moves. You don't have to do that. You don't really, literally have to put your life on the line on all these moves. Hmm. Okay, real quick, let me follow up e before you go. So. Do you hate it because you're worried about the health of the wrestler or do you hate it because it is doing something to the enjoyment of the product for you? It's both. The the latter is a byproduct of my initial feelings. I remember watching something on on something. I think it was on the when the, the network first came out, the WWE network, and it was about McFoley and how McFoley said it would take him like two hours every morning just to get out of bed. 
because of how bad his body is. Like, I don't want to see that to people who are in their 40s and 50s when they retire from wrestling. I care about these people. I don't know them personally, but they've given me so much joy and love and excitement over all the year, all these years. I don't want to imagine for my entertainment, you're going to do something so dangerous week after week after week that now when you're 45 and you retired, you can't get out of bed for two hours. That's unnecessary. Because guess what? You, I'm quite sure that you can find another way to entertain me just as much instead of doing a, a risk, life-daring stunt. You know, the bad thing about those, some of those spots is that, and we've seen a lot on AEW TV, that there are these dangerous spots that don't mean anything like five minutes later. Sometimes not five minutes. That sometimes, too. Yep. sometimes two minutes later, right? Because it, it's, it's another spot that, you know, I'm going to forget about that thing you, you just did, that thing that you just risked injury. I forgot you did it. Five, yeah. six minutes later, right? So that makes it difficult to deal with. And I think, like for me, I don't, I don't worry about the safety of the the performers because I trust they know what they're doing. They're professionals. Sure. Typically, whenever you see somebody who has, God forbid, been paralyzed in the ring or like significantly hurt. Really wasn't that much of a crazy move. It's a fluke, fluke, yeah, fluke. You know, injuries. like all the moves are crazy. You can get paralyzed from a suplex, mm-hmm. right? You know, you get you hit the wrong way, a clothesline takes you out of here. Hell, we saw with Sting took the the you know power bomb buckle move and couldn't feel his legs afterwards. And that's a pretty safe move to take. Safe in the context of your professional, you know how to take it. Right. The reason why I get so irritated with that is because those moves that they're taking what's next and this and, and this is this is the old guy old wrestling fan talking when we were kids a ddt was a finish a super kick was a finish a leg drop was a finish a power <laughs> slam was a finish power okay. driver power driver was a finish and if you look at finishes now Finishes now aren't too dangerous. Finishes are pretty, hey, everybody can take it. We know how to do it. Those are cool. It's the moves from the beginning of the bell to to the end of the bell Mm -hmm. up to that point is what it is. And when we see these ridiculous moves, tombstones out on the concrete, uh, 450s through four tables, and then 90 seconds later, if you would have missed that move, you would have had no idea that that happened yeah. because they're up and running around like nothing happened. Those moves hurt. Or a powerbomb on the apron. Some of this stuff, the match should be over when this move yeah. happens. Sell the physicality and the danger of that. Because if we're not selling that now, as fans, you're going to get conditioned to nothing hurts. And if nothing hurts in wrestling, that is a very slippery slope because a lot of things hurt in wrestling. Yep. So for me, that's what it is. It's kind of like putting the, the genie back in the bottle. I, I know we can't go back to, hey, one super kick is a finish. Super kick is safe. I'm just using that as just, you know, mm-hmm. one of the moves. But it gets to a point where you're like, damn, man, can we please, like, figure out how we can pull back a little bit? And how I was watching. What was I watching over the last few days? We've had so much good wrestling. It was it was a match. And it was a it was numerous false finishes. It was quite you know, a collision. Two counts. And I'm like, man. Probably the FTR match. If we continue to do this, it could have been that. 
But it may have been something on Raw too. We just okay. watched we're taping this Tuesday night. We just watched uh Dragonoff and Braun Breaker tear the house down on NXT. Uh they had a few false finishes. Braun hit a a, a nasty, nasty ass spear. What they call it, spear. Jesus, man. And then when you watch like Braun do the spear, that's why like I always hated Edge doing the spear. You hated that. You hated. Like, man, like, I, I think you started my hate for Edge. I think like, that's come actually on, dude. you. You like, were the you're person not, who started. You, you don't have the girth. You're not. <laughs> you're not big enough for a spear to have the same impact that it should be as a finish. But uh, but yeah, you just kind of get to a point where it's like, man, we got to pull back a little bit. That, but that's how I feel. I don't think we'll ever get to that point. But I would love, as WWE did, you know, back when every match was bleeding. They say, all right, guys, we got to pull back a little bit from the blood. I would love for that to happen somewhere with some of these moves. The the, the move heading to commercial cannot be worse than the finish of a match. And a lot mm-hmm. of times it is. Yeah. And, you know, hindsight is 2020. And I remember when this first came out and I was like, man, forget you, old head, OGs. I remember when, and it might have been even Randy it might have been even Randy Orton. He wasn't even OG then. But it was along the lines at the time when Randy Orton was like, I'm not doing those moves. And it was just like a lot of those older wrestlers at the time was like, yeah, you don't have to be doing all these crazy spots. And because, again, like you said, where do we go from here? If we're going to all be conditioned for this type of match and then now we move on one year from now, how is that going to look? And I just remember then when that first came out, this probably put me what maybe seven, eight years ago. I'm like, shut up. You're just mad because you can't do that move. Actually, I think it was Orton. Actually, Orton was he was talking about maybe the Young Bucks, maybe. And I'm just like, man, forget you, Orton. Like, it's because you can't do them. But now I see it. He's like, no, tell the story better. And I'm not trying to say anybody who do these dangerous spots are lazy producing or lazy in booking. It's probably quite the contrary. But let's let's rethink how we produce this match. You don't have to do that. Yep. And that wasn't even my answer for what I hate. Oh, oh. That wasn't my answer. Uh, E, did you give yours? I know you kind of like doubled down on what Radija said. Do you have another one? Oh, no, actually, I didn't. I was letting you guys go. But, um... Um, you know what? So it's a, I, sometimes I feel like too much of something and sometimes a bad something. Right. Okay. And I, I feel like right now wrestling is like, um, it's kind of like that favorite meal that you get every day. Right. And then after a while, it's not really your favorite meal. It's just your meal that you eat every day. Right. And then, you know, you get to Tuesday and it's good. And then a month later on that Tuesday, you're like, dang. I wish I had something else, right? And I think that we have so much wrestling on right now, I think it's kind of oversaturated. Because while most of it is really good, it also sometimes when you're seeing so much of it, it starts to make you nitpick on things, right? Because you see it so much and you experience it so much, now you start taking it for granted, right? So now you start looking at things a different way in a different lens and you start nitpicking things that you probably wouldn't have, you know, maybe a few weeks ago or a month ago, right? Because it's always in your face and you're always seeing it. I think that's where we're at. Because, like, look, with AEW, do they need another two-hour show? I mean, we want to say, yeah, right? Because they have so much talent, right, that doesn't doesn't get shown. But does it on a Saturday? Like, right, who's watching that show on a Saturday? Um... I think it kind of it's, it's just too much, and I think what happens uh, on the average wrestling fan, because like you know there's 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 a super fans. I don't think I'm a super fan because I, I I honestly, if we didn't do these shows, I don't think I would watch 
all of the shows as I do now. I think I would pick my spots, and there's certain shows I would watch on certain days. Um, but I don't think I will watch all of it. I don't think most fans will. I think this is how fans start becoming quote unquote cynical or tribalistic, right? Because you start picking the side. Okay, this is my show. This is what I'm going to watch. This is what I'm going to stand on, right? And people start doing this weird thing with their minds. We have to justify those decisions, right? This is why I pick this team, and here's why it's better, right? So they have to do those things, and that's how you have these divides in wrestling. Um, I don't know what the right answer is, right? Because I, I want AEW to get their money. I mean, in a perfect world, you know, I would get, you know, Raw Monday, you know, uh, I wouldn't get SmackDown on Friday. I get AEW on Tuesday, and then I get Collision on Thursday. I mean, I don't know. Something like this is kind of spaced out during the week where we all can enjoy it. Um, I don't know what the right answer is, but I feel like right now there's a little bit too much in wrestling. And personally, like, you know, I wouldn't watch all of it. And I don't think that's great for our business where we have fans skipping shows or underappreciating to get good, the good entertainment we have. Got you. For me, I think what I hate the most is whenever you're watching a match and it takes them 30 seconds to set up the next spot and you see them setting up the next spot. Oh, like the one and two and three and like that kind of stuff. Like if you No, like say I'm no, say I'm going to we're setting up a spot where uh we get everybody outside the ring and then we get the person to jump on the top rope and dive on everybody and then everybody is laid out. But when you see it coming, and maybe because timing's off where the person is taking too long on the top rope to jump over, or if it's one of the, you know, crazy lucha matches where we're setting up for 25 seconds <laughs> of two wrestlers on the top rope to do something <laughs> on somebody on the, the wrestling canvas, because <laughs> it, it takes you out of your element. It, it takes you out of the sense of disbelief. And we already know what, what we're watching is entertainment. There's numerous times where you get lost in it. Right. Where it's not about the chance that you're saying you are completely enthralled in what you're watching. And when you see something like that, it kind of just takes you out, out of that moment. And we see that a little bit more than we should right now. So that's that's probably what I hate outside of negative fans. But I wonder, nothing, though, if you weren't. <laughs> but I wonder if you weren't like a we'll call us like a, a super fan. I will call all of us here a super fan. Um, if you were just a, a kid watching television. You probably don't see that though. No, and you don't care because they're real life superheroes, right? Like, so you don't care. Yeah, but like for me, Mm -hmm. because what we should be watching is a simulated fight. And yes, we all have decades of watching wrestling. We have decades Mm -hmm. of experience of what we like, what we think is right, what we know is right. That sometimes we don't see on TV on on all the shows, but like something simple of as a run in. Right, I've always said with run-ins, unless it is the biggest person on the show, and we have not seen that person yet, that you should never hear music on a run-in. Like, yeah, how, because how do, how I'm do anticipating you know I'm Yeah, exactly. No, that was actually kind of something. I would like it's, to know the psychology behind the production like part that. of that. Well, yeah. well, because you hear the music and it gets the pop. So, hey, I know this person's coming. But in the in the totality, in real of, life, in real I'm life, watching, of a fight, yes, yeah, I'm watching a. Something that is supposed to be real is being presented as a real altercation and fight between these folks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be taken out of that because we're setting up a move that's taking forever for us to get to 
the next spot. Hey, but you know what, guys? To answer that, though, we've they pulled the curtain back. They let us know that Tony Khan and Vince McMahon are sitting in Gorilla. Back yeah. there, you know, what are, what are they doing back there, right? So like, mm-hmm. I just assumed that Vince McMahon sees someone running past him. Like, oh, <laughs> you push the button. Yes, Steve. Here's the music. You're right. Yep. That's, that's what I yep. assume. But I, I get you and I understand. That's I'm there funny. with you. I'm there with you because I, I feel like those are some of the things that we as wrestling fans, we overlook. We're like, oh, and that's just part of the show, right? That's some of the things we got to. We're suspending our disbelief, quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? But I think those are some of the things that, you know, we got our buddy that, that's not into wrestling and they're watching it with us. Those are some of the things that they may see, and they're like, "Hey, why are they doing that? Like, why is the dude just standing there waiting for him to, you know, land on them?" Right? Those right. Are, like, that's the stuff that you know, people who aren't in the wrestling bubble, who don't get it, they, they don't like, right? So, um, I definitely, I'm, I'm with you, but I will say, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I feel like over the past couple of years, I, we saw a lot of that. For me, I saw a lot of it in AW, um, and I feel like I, I don't see as much of it. Or is this, at least they're trying to, you know, stay dazed or they try to not cut the camera over to the setup. And I feel like they're trying to get better in that area. But I, I totally agree with you, though, Matt. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, it was something else I was going to ask you guys. Oh, real quick, before I bring up, which we never talked about it. I got to gloat for like 30 seconds about how Uh-oh. I got y'all again on the uh, FTW FTW, TFW, Forbidden Door card. We never talked about the results on it. But before I get to that. I purposely did not bring it up. Yeah, you shouldn't care. You you shouldn't care. Hold on, look, look. I got like 17%, (laughs) and I know that 10 of the percent came from my one vote. So Hey, look, and you didn't get 17. You got 11. (laughs) Damn. I was like. I told you you that card. I told you that card wasn't wasn't the best one when – you finished up and you you had you had a couple of good good moments on that car, but that car was absolutely by far the the third worst out of the three of us and the numbers show that yeah. I was accurate on that. But, but before I get to, to the that, followers. But if they get, if they're fans of the show, then don't forget y'all. But look, if you're not fans of the show, then forget before y'all. I get to, before I get to that, <laughs> I made a comment a few weeks ago that I felt like WWE has tapped into a new audience because these are not the same people who are going to these shows. Raw last night again, another hot crowd. They kind of towed off a little bit. I think that was more to do with the show than the actual crowd itself. I thought the show uh, didn't sustain what they had in the first hour. That first hour was was nuts in a good way. But do you guys think that these are new fans who are going to these shows? They're going on a string now of about probably two months of red hot Shows, and I'm talking red hot from attendance and from just how vocal these fans are. I think that fans are finally like, you know what? I've always liked wrestling, but now that wrestling is fun or wrestling is cool to be a part of for whatever reason, if it's Logan Paul or whatever, I think that they're just now coming out and showing their fandom for wrestling out more. Because again, you're not going to get a million um, and 10 million um, with the impressions on something from one episode of something that comes on every week, unless everybody likes it. So I think that this is still the same people who probably have been fans, but now it's a little bit more fun to say I'm a wrestling fan or I'm going to a wrestling show. I think so. I think that um, 
So it's just like back in the day where I, I didn't tell people I liked anime, right? I, I thought it was dirty, so I didn't tell people I liked anime, right? But dirty now, like sexy or dirty like what? Oh no, no, like no. provocative, it's just, just nerdy, right? Just nerdy. Oh, nerdy, like nerdy, nerdy. Yeah, they said nerdy, dirty. Not, not dirty. No, no. I was like, okay. Just, I don't know what's going on over there in Chicago, but no, I, I'm. <laughs> But no, nerdy, right? Uh, but now everyone loves anime, right? And it's cool to talk about. Um, it's everywhere. You see it. And I think that people nowadays are more open to expressing their passions in, in, in life, whatever they may be. I think we have we, li- we live in a society where we're not as judgmental about the content that we consume. So that's great for us wrestling fans because we've always been kind of like uh, the, the dirty stepchild, right? Like, oh, you watch that stuff? Oh, I can't believe it. You know, we've, we've gotten that for forever. Um, so it's good to see. So are you saying, because you kind of took a little like, uh, you were taking it back when Radija thought you said dirty. You watch anime. Ishan, are you actually going to tell me you've never seen anime porn before? No, never. You're missing out, buddy. So I'm going to be ignorant and I'm okay with being open about my ignorance. So you are missing first, out, buddy. So when I, I <laughs> when I first heard of anime, I always thought that it was something provocative and, and on the pornography level until I was like, no, it's just like cartoons. <laughs> it's like animated <laughs> stories. But I'm like, it, hey, oh. but no, but it, it is true. And of course I don't judge anybody, but anime fans are some of the biggest freaks in the world. They are. Freaks in a sexual way, not freaks yes, like in a, like a crazy weird way. No, 100%. just sexual way. Yes. You clear on the word freak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, as I said, I just wanted to go real quick. We did this a few weeks oh, ago, actually. God. It was back from episode 41. So, if you haven't heard it, check it out. We did our own TFW Forbidden Door fantasy where we took WWE wrestlers and AEW wrestlers and did, I think, six matches total. And we put the card out on Twitter and asked... Uh, the fans to vote on what was the best. Rhodesia came in dead last. When I say whatever, dead last, like whatever. first off, don't do that. Dead we last. Don't need that energy right now. Eleven percent. And and two votes for eleven percent. And I was one of those votes. But go ahead. Damn, Rhodesia, that sucks. I couldn't even pull anybody to vote I mean, for me just because I'm I mean, a woman. I mean, eleven percent. I mean, eleven percent is like you didn't even try. You know, like when you look at let's wrap, let's wrap. Like, we gotta keep like moving. when a basketball player. Yeah. Right. And they shoot 11% from mm. the field. You're like, you didn't even try. They still making millions of dollars. And the crazy part was you was like, you really had your presentation down. You gave I us did. backstory for every match. Yeah, I sure did. 11%. That's and I That's ain't going to lie. Like, I, I don't really like picking on Rhodesia like that, really. But that was a bad card. That was a bad card. I was disappointed because you did put so much effort into she it. Did, like, I she did. Yeah, and she I said, and remember, and she even said, I'm going last. Like, she just yeah. knew her shit. I'm about to shut the club all the way down. I literally shut the club down. I literally shut the club down. It was Skip Bayless. She had no... So, yeah, Rhodesia. now, bro. That that was my turn now. And yeah. Uh and then Ishan finished with 33%. I had 56%. So Ishan, valiant effort, my good man. Um, if Rhodesia didn't get the eleven percent, you could have had 44%, and it would have been a much closer fight. Yeah, minus your burner accounts, I've been I would have won. Exactly, yeah. right? Exactly. So you guys don't believe Straight that. Up. So I am still undefeated. And anything Whatever. we've done with polls. Whatever. Wanna, we got something right. else to talk about. Yeah. So actually before we oh, thank you gosh. guys for all voting for me. I appreciate it. You guys know real graps. 100 percent 
Speaking of real graps, I do want to bring up CM Punk is allegedly a fantastic locker room guy. This hit, this this hit yesterday. Let me pull this up. Well, I don't know why you're laughing. Oh God, you don't know why uh, I'm laughing. Yeah, I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, the PW Torch actually reported this. It says CM Punk's locker room reputation so far after four weeks of collision. It says Punk is showing good leadership backstage so far at Collision. And seems to be taken seriously his role as a locker room leader. Punk has incentive to repair his damaged reputation as a malcontent without a filter or the necessary social skills. Whatever, 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 whatever. Word uh, from backstage at Collision is that he is taken serious that this is his show. And he's taking pride in putting his stamp on the on-air product and off-air vibe in the locker room. Our sources don't necessarily reflect the reviews and whatever, 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 whatever. Uh, there's been no such insider digs in his promo since the first week back, alluding to issues he had with the elite and others in the past. We know that already. So basically they're just saying that, um, looks like he's on up and up and he is a very good locker room leader. So thoughts on that. Actually, before you might, you guys, my name have thoughts on that. I do have a question. I want to follow up from last pod. I brought up about punk through his hat and the name it had and said, Hey, if you guys need me for, Blood and guts on either side. I'm down. Word came back saying neither side wanted them. <laughs> Sorry. Right? Sorry. Yeah. Neither side wanted them. Yeah. If you guys have to pick, you have to pick either scenario A or scenario B. Tell me which one you pick and give me the reason why. Scenario A is Punk truly wants to put everything behind him. He wants to squash the beef with the elite and Kenny, and he is down to do business. That's scenario A. Scenario B is... He doesn't really want to be involved in that match, but he knew if he would put his name in the hat, they would turn it down for whatever reason, either because they don't want to work with them or because they want to do what's right for business and say the first time we touch, it needs to be promoted. So he did it just to make the Bucks and or Kenny look bad. That is scenario B. Which scenario are you taking? To call somebody petty like that, like that, I'm not going to rock with. And that could be the the ultimate answer, but I'm going to go with A just because you brought up this whole thing that he's a locker room leader. However, one, he should be. He has a whole damn show to himself that he can cultivate. Um, but I, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm still going to respect that. And he's a positive light and force in that locker room right now and for collision. I'm going to go with A. Yeah, same. You know, you, y'all know my personality. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't. I I don't assume the negative in people. I assume the positive. And I think that he's trying to put his best foot forward. Honestly, I don't think this I don't think that when Punk came to the company that he was trying to be a Melka Channel or he was trying to be a negative. I think that he had a passion for the business and I think he was trying to help a lot of people. But the problem is that a lot of those guys didn't may have not wanted his help and he may have not have, you know, came at them in a way that they 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 wanted. But I think that ultimately, I think he had good intentions from the very start. And I think that now we 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 saw a full full picture about what happened in that, in that press conference. Now, did he handle that properly? <laughs> Hell no, he didn't. Right? We we talked about that, and we see that. Um, so mm-hmm. he may not have actually come to, you know, I think there might have been an issue in the past about how he dealt with conflict or deals with conflict. But I I don't think that from day one he came in there. Um, you know, with a chip on his shoulder that he wanted to do this this company hard. I think he wanted to help everyone involved because we looked at the shows. We see that there's things that were 
wrong with some of the work. And look, we're not workers, right? We're, not, we're none of our are trained wrestlers, but the eye test doesn't lie. You know, some of this, the stuff that happens in some of those matches are ridiculous, and they kind of took you out in the matches. So CM Punk is old school, and him trying to kind of give some of that feel to those matches. I mean, who wouldn't want that advice? Um, but ultimately, just tied up. Um, yeah, I, I I see how he could be a good locker room leader. I think he's probably learned a different communication style. And of course, the people that are on collision are people that want to work he with likes. him on his show, right? <laughs> right. So it would make sense ultimately that they think he's a good locker room guy. As Rodiza said on the last pod, they're all professionals. And they all know what, what to do over there. A uh, last thing before. Oh, I said something that intelligent. Hoo-hoo. You did. You nice. did. Last thing before I throw it to you guys and we in the pod, uh, you've been talking the last few weeks kind of about AEWs and the ratings for collision. Like maybe what is TNT looking for? You know, what's successful? Things of that nature. I know yeah. uh, Fifel had a report that came out and said that WB is much more interested in where collision ranks rather than the total number of viewers. AEW's flagship show Dynamite has consistently ranked high on Wednesday nights and WBD expects Collision to perform the same. Sources told the publication that they do expect ratings to be down in the fall when college football starts airing again. In that scenario, WBD is hoping for a top five rating. I do know this past weekend, Collision hit 550,000 viewers, which was pretty significantly up from the show the previous week, and they finished top five uh, on cable. So by that, you we are to assume they're happy with that number. So there you go. Just so, you know what? Here's the thing, guys. I, this is just a question. We're about to tie it up because I got to run. Um, what if Collision was on Wednesday and Dynamite was in this slot? Do you think it will perform the same? I think it is too early to tell. Yeah. Like one thing that I don't know. Th- this is still only four weeks in. Yeah. Right. Like we, we, as good as that show is, and I am excited for Dynamite this week. I am excited for Collision. I'm more excited for Collision this week than I am for Dynamite. But as good as Collision has been, it's still a new IP. Right. Like when SmackDown first started, and SmackDown was on UPN, they weren't getting raw numbers. They was getting numbers for me though. <laughs> and every other black. <laughs> neighborhood yeah, they had they had to grow they had to grow it they had to grow it they had to grow it just I mean just now the last couple of years has smackdown been getting better ratings than, than raw and that's because of course they're on you know fox which fox, is network yeah. tv but yeah i think uh that's something to look at maybe like let let's look at that after all in and all out that's going to get you a really good barometer because that's right before college football starts back in september and now they've had a couple months under their belts but no, I think that Dynamite wouldn't do as well as Collision in the same time slot. No, whatever you put on Saturday is not going to do as strong as something you do on Wednesday. But no, no, I mean that. So if Collision can get you maybe five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. right? Because Punk's doing it, I think that the Dynamite cast would do four hundred thousand. Oh, okay, I got what you're saying. So you're saying flip the wrestlers? Yes. Everybody that's on Collision, put them on Dynamite. Everybody that's on Dynamite, put them on. No, I, I bet you. I bet you it's the same number. Mm. I don't think. I, yeah, I, don't, I bet you. It's you, the don't, same you don't think Punk is kind of bringing some extra views on that show? That's what they're hoping for. I just think. I think it's the same numbers. Like I, I think. I think Dynamite still gets their eight hundred thousand, eight fifty, whatever they're getting. And I think that Collision, because Collision is a damn good show. I can't see anybody not liking Collision. 
And if they're only getting 550 to me, then okay, right now, like that's the cap until they start building or whatever they end up doing. And I think they've shown that they've kind of capped also uh, at Dynamite. That's not including DVR numbers. There was a report that came out last week. Sorry if we're boring anybody with like the business part. We're about to wrap though. Um, they were talking about there's there is significant increases when they put the DVR numbers in the next two days or so. Like the first collision, I, I want to say did like 953,000 viewers in the first 24 hours or something like that. They added like another 60, 70,000 views uh, to like episode two or episode three. So Makes sense. there's something to that as well. And it's the same thing with Dynamite. I think Dynamite hit over a million uh, either last week or two weeks ago when you take into account DVR numbers. So, so there you go. Uh, anything else you guys got before we wrap it up? Just something super quick. Uh, about a week ago, you had UB and Matt brought up a question about Finn Balor's finisher. About a week proper... ago, a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, they mm-hmm. did it again last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. So, Since when mm-hmm. is the coup de gras known as the coup de gras? So I was, I was trending on the right way as far as my answer to you last week. It is a French word. The proper pronunciation of it is the coup de gras. The reason why it's pronounced coup de gras is because a lot of American or speculation, a lot of Americans think that they're pronouncing it the French way by dropping this sound, just like how we don't say the P in coup. But then there's some linguist linguist that says it's just like how we say the action word of helping, but we a lot of times just say helping or chilling. And actually the word is chilling. So it also, it means the same thing, but ultimately the proper pronunciation of it is the coup de grace. I'll de be grace. So they've been saying it wrong for years and nobody from the French bother telling WWE that's not how we say it. But maybe they felt like us, like if I'm chilling, mm. maxing and relaxing, you know, and then you're not doing the, the G on the end of it. If someone comes in from Europe and say, I am chilling, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They know our slang. I'm not going to say, hey, no, the proper way of how you pronounce that word is chilling or helping. No, I'm with you, though. Like, it's, it's like you've been doing it wrong this this long. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll just keep standing on it. <laughs> that's crazy talk. Hey, that's crazy. Coup de gras. Coup de gras. The final it. blow. And, you know, y'all know I love everybody in this world, but Kevin Patrick. You don't like him for some reason. It ain't, it's, not, it's not working. Oh. Corey Graves said last night, like, I'm, I need some help. I, I'm, I'm sure you guys didn't hear it. He shoot said something to that effect. And that's, that's not the first time he's made a comment about, like, I'm out here on my own or something to that effect. Even even Corey's getting fed up. With yeah, I mean, you know what? I, well, I watched Raw. I thought the same thing. I'm like, I don't like this guy. It's, man, it's rough. And it hasn't really gotten better. He, it's that's nothing. He's not, he's not bad. He's just not good. Yeah, that's what it is. He's just not, yeah. Yep. See, and I never ever said like, okay, I don't like him or I can't stand him. I dislike, and I'm so sorry, I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud. I dislike Booker T more than I dislike him. Oh man, no. I water, can't stand Booker T. No bread, just meat. <laughs> that's the perfect way to get. That's the perfect way to just end this thing, right? Episode 47 is now in the books. Ishan, go attend back to your family, my good man. Rhodesia, I'll see you in like 15 seconds. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.